Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Of late, there have been several apostates in the news. Most recently was one who was uh, named Marty Sampson. He was Hillsong's worship leader, and he announced on Instagram the following, I am genuinely losing my faith. Christianity Today has reported on his apparent apostasy. So look, I'm not going to attempt to summarize or to even evaluate Marty's reported utterances. A dictionary definition of apostasy, of course, is an act of refusing to continue to follow, obey, or recognize a religious faith. But I'm going to leave it to those who know the man and his circumstances to determine the extent of his falling away from the faith. What I want to pick up on is Marty's reported frustrations about the Christian faith and the apparent contradictions in the Bible. This is what he posted. He wrote, How many miracles happen? Not many. No one talks about it. Why is the Bible full of contradictions? No one talks about it. How can God be love yet send four billion people to a place all cause they don't believe? No one talks about it. Well, I want to talk about it, and I want to write about it, but mainly from a perspective that's a little different from many of the critics of people such as Marty Sampson. Now, Marty is a high-profile representative of an alarmingly large group of intelligent men and women who fall away to one extent or another from Orthodox Christian belief. Many of them suffer a crisis of faith because they cannot reconcile the biblical record with science or with modern morality or even with common sense. You see, they learn of the well-established theory of macroevolution, often in university, but then their Christian mentors tell them that the cosmos is really just a few thousand years old because the Bible says so. To them, the Old Testament appears to depict a God who is wrathful and petty and vengeful. Yet their pastors tell them that although God is love, he also has this angry and nasty face. They identify what they see as anomalies in scripture. They seem to be distinct errors to them, in fact. Yet their theologians inform them that the Bible is inerrant and that any errors are perceptions of uninformed or spiritually immature readers. Now, these are just some of the more obvious issues that trouble many people, not to mention things like hell, or evil, or predestination, and so on. For any reader who doesn't already know where I stand, let me briefly state that I believe in the inspiration of the Bible, and I regard it as entirely trustworthy. However, I differ from many of my contemporaries in understanding the Bible's purpose, and how we should understand what it says. And although I may differ from some Orthodox theologians on these matters, I'm in really good company, in fact the best company. You just need to read the Sermon on the Mount to realize that the Lord Jesus Christ affirmed the inspiration of Scripture, yet almost in the same breath he informed the learned men of his day that they were misunderstanding what the Scriptures taught. So let me state my essential thinking on the Bible's purpose and a few of my thoughts on how to understand it what it teaches. Essentially, I concur, I come in line with what the Apostle John wrote in John 20, verses 30 and 31. He wrote this, Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now that starts to drive down at the very heart of what is the purpose of the scripture. 
And my essential view of biblical interpretation flows out of this, because I regard the Lord Jesus as both the author and the primary interpreter of Scripture. He's the author, the subject matter, and the interpreter. And if you want to read my full views on this, then you can click onto my website, Truth is the Word, and just do a search, you'll find that I've written quite extensively on this. In short, I believe that the Bible is a divine human collaboration, primarily designed to reveal the character and nature of Almighty God, and that preeminently through His self-revelation in and through Jesus of Nazareth. I believe that the Bible is exactly what God wants it to be, apparent anomalies and all, and that its divine purpose includes revealing the sinful ways of humanity, good and bad examples of responses to God's instruction and ways, and also of declaring the way that we can have an eternally united relationship with Him. But this is what the Bible isn't. It's not a science textbook. It's not a theological dictionary. It's a testimony to God and His ways, and man and His ways. Now, if people like Marty Sampson understood this as being its purpose, then I don't think they would have the kind of crisis of faith that they do have when they encounter what they see as biblical problems. So let me offer just one possible explanation to my question of why would they have a crisis of faith? You see, I think it's highly likely that the mentors of men like Marty have taught them that the Bible is inerrant because the Holy Spirit dictated all its words. Some don't say dictated, they say impressed upon the writers just what they should record, which I think is just another semantical short of hand for dictation. So, if there are any errors in the scripture that can't be attributed to scribal incompetence, then it would mean that God is an error. Well, that can't be. So, the response is, so listen, you've just got to accept everything and contradict nothing, or you'll be guilty of blaspheming God himself. Now, I've covered this idea in my book, Truth is the Word. But surely it must be obvious, well, I think it's obvious, that some thinking men and women of integrity are likely to struggle with any concept of this kind of total inerrancy. Perhaps some folk like Marty would not even consider walking away from the Christian faith if they had a different understanding of the purpose of the Bible and how to interpret what it says. Now, I've used the word inerrancy a couple of times, and it's become a very complex subject. The word has been endlessly qualified and endlessly redefined that it takes you know, several pages to try and work out what it actually means. I have written a short article about this in 2006, in fact. And again, you can find it on my site, truthistheword.com, just by typing in the search, in the search block, inerrancy. However, one of my favorite theologians when it comes to biblical inspiration is the late Clark Pinnock. And his major work on the subject is titled The Biblical Principle, Reclaiming the Full Authority of the Bible. This contains some excellent comment on inerrancy. Unfortunately, this book's not available on Kindle. But if you get onto Amazon and you look up Clark Pinnock or the basic, the biblical, sorry, the biblical principle, and then you can look at the reviews. And there's one particularly good one by Stephen H. Prop. You could read that, or you could just click on the See More Here, Look Inside, you know that one, and you can see what this book's all about. Now, just a, a final thought. I, I don't know Marty Sampson at all. I have no detailed information on why he thinks as he does. I have no knowledge of his testimony of salvation, nor of his life as a church worship leader. However, here's my challenge. Perhaps we should be a little gentler in our criticism of him and others like him. 
and a little more challenging in our criticism of the kind of fundamentalist dogma that makes things like total inerrancy a litmus test of the true faith, so that people who have problems in that area disqualify themselves and fall away from something that really they should not be considering ever, ever in this lifetime and beyond moving away from in any way. Till next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth Is The Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth talks.